Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning, good morning to everyone out there, my fabulous listeners. I missed you so much as I did a a rerun of my show a couple of weeks ago. This is Teresa E. Keys. I'm coming to you live broadcasting on the great, great talkzone.com. And I'm your host for putting it all on the table through mediation. And I certainly appreciate you tuning in to me. As I do have, as I do know that you do have, you know, other things to do or you have other people that you could be listening to. So I just want you to know that I always appreciate you. Now, you know, this is a beautiful day here that God has given us in the Valley of the Sun where the temperature today is going to be again, guys, 97. Okay. Now it is April. And so what is it going to be like in June? Uh, I don't know if I can I can think about that. I I don't know. I start melting already. But we are going to be um, talking uh, today about angry clients and what are some of the key elements to use so the media so that you know if you're in the mediation process and or the therapy session you don't want it to go south. So what are some of the things that can be used to help those things? Um, also. You know, you want to be able to keep the conversations open so that you can reach an amicable resolution because that is so key um, for the, uh, you know, either for therapy or mediation. Now, having said that, my guest for this discussion is the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And for all of you frequent um, tuning tuner ins, uh, you know that he is a frequent guest on my show, on my show. So you know the conversation is going to be jumping, and um, he's going to be joining us, listeners, here shortly. But first, I want to know how you guys are out there. Okay, I hear you all saying that that yay, we've been doing great, Teresa, and I, I hear that the whole the whole consensus is to say we've been doing great. You know, in spite of uh, things that may be annoying you. You're still doing doing great. You're getting things done and what needs to be done, right? Well, me too. Well, I'm doing great, but I just want to tell you, I injured my foot. Ouch. Look, I went to the doctor, a podiatrist, okay? Well, truthfully, it's because my husband basically made the appointment for me. And, of course, he went with me, but that's a good husband, right? And... The injury was really cramping my style, guys. You know what I mean? The doctor was very knowledgeable with, uh, you know, her wonderful bedside manner. She was explaining everything. She did x-rays right there, got the results right there. And she also had a student uh, with her who was also very great. And anyway, my injury, uh, I come to find out, is is the fascia and it's torn and it has lots of bruising, and, and the demon was inside the heel part, but my foot was not swollen, listeners, okay? So um, I do not have plantar fasciitis, but the fascia part is what's, is what's injured. And my goodness, actually, 
it has been going, I'm going to share this with you guys. It's been going on for about three or four weeks, you know. So this is why my husband said, okay, that's it. I'm taking you in, all right? And, you know, I'm feeling some progress finally because, you know, the foot, you know, your foot um, has so many small bones in it, I think like 65. So anytime you injure your foot, it takes a, you know, it takes a little bit longer because I am a fast healer, you know, and uh, so that, that, you know, I'm like, okay, got my foot. I wanted to heal a fast, but you know, we stand on our foot. So this meant that, you know, I had to stand on it less. And so therefore it, I had to do less. And so therefore it cramped my style, but that's bad. I have to get well. We have to do what, what we have to do. Okay. And, um, and look, I still taught my class on the 13th of April for the city of surprise, regardless of my foot injury. And I stood there for one and one half hours talking, answering questions. And I loved every minute of it. My husband, the tech guru, he was with me. He was handling the tech things and keeping me on point, you know, just making sure I was okay. It was great. I really um, enjoyed that. And um, my beautiful daughter-in-law, Annie, she attended and she was very vocal in asking questions. And I really appreciated that. Um, the powers to be want me to um, uh, the powers to be want me to uh, teach another class in the fall. And I, you know, and um, so I'm, I'm all open for that. You know, I'm, I'm all open for that. I think it's I think it's really great. And all I can say is that God is good. And I do what I can do, and he will take care of the rest, okay? Guess what, guys? It is shout-out time, okay? Now, here we go. Are you ready? Okay. My first shout-out goes to Hillary Clinton for winning the primary in New York. That was a big one, and I suspect that she will do well in the remaining states, you know? This primary stuff, guys, is going to be going on until the first week in June. Okay, so we will we all will be kind of warm by the time this is over. Right. But then on to the November general elections. And please, for all of you who haven't registered to vote, please register to vote is very, very important. And Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, don't be sour grapes. You know, you are acting the way you said you would not act in the beginning of your campaign. Think about it, Bernie, before you start feeling the burn. Okay. My next shout out goes to Tierra Daniel, my ninja granddaughter. She is a black belt first Dan Taekwondo. Congratulations to her and her brother, Marty. He's 10 years old. He said that he's going to get his black belt and then he's done with Taekwondo. It doesn't matter. We are proud and supportive of the both of them. Uh, as I am talking about the beautiful weather here in Arizona, people in other parts of our country like Texas and some parts of Louisiana, Japan and Ecuador are being reported. You know, it's being reported that they are experiencing some really bad weather. You know, I was talking to a lady yesterday and she lives in Houston, Texas, where they are getting a lot of flooding. However, the area in which she lives is not as bad as other areas. As we were talking about it, she said she looks at it this way. She said she looks at it as God is really crying hard. My response was, wow, what a touching statement, I thought. And I told her that, you know, I understand what she meant. You know, listeners, this is a huge amount. Uh, there is a huge amount of love in this world. However, 
there's also a tremendous amount of anger and hate in the world as well. So I am praying for the best for all of the people in this world who are dealing with experiences that are heartbreaking, trying, and they see no way out. I want to say to you all that there is hope and that there is a way out, and it may not come as soon as you want, but it will come. And I pray you all overcome and rise above this terrible tragedy. Okay. I am so excited. My new website is up and running, guys. www.tekmediations.com. I have new email addresses as well. I was just talking to my engineer that I'm going to be re-recording my advertisements, new advertisements and things like that. I want to give a shout out to Lou Snyderman. Of Snyderman and Associates. He's located here in the Valley. I've been knowing him for about 10 years for his technical savvy. And uh, also to my husband, Brian, who assisted me in setting up the emails and et cetera. You know, I just really appreciate you guys that we got it done. Okay, let's bring on my guest, my brother, Reginald C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist. Okay. And, you know, he is a frequent guest on my show. And I want to mention this. I'm very proud of this. He and a co-worker recently spoke before the Mex- Mexican consulate on behalf of his employer. All I got to say is that you go, guys. OK, he is very knowledgeable. He is talent, talented, and he is very caring. Welcome, Reginald, to my show. Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. All right. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. Enjoying the weather. Um, just getting ready for the day and excited. Just, just excited about everything. Excited about life and just everything in general. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Regardless of the fact that I was saying to, um, uh, you know, my, my listeners that, you know, I have a bit of a cold. I may sound a little sinus or nasal but it's okay it's all good it's all good god doesn't give me anything that i can't handle okay and i'm getting better and so that's all that's that's great okay now um today uh reginald we are talking about angry clients okay Mm -hmm. and what are some of the key elements to keep the methodology of mediation flowing positively and or in therapy sessions as well. Like, what are some of the things you do, Reginald, that you could tell um, our listeners that when you get a person who was assigned to you and they need to come in there for whatever issues that they have, but they come in there, they're, they're angry and they're stoic and, you know, they're, you know, they may be a little, listen, the octave of their voice may be a little bit higher so so how do you, from the onset, put in the, the, the boundaries, the notifications? How do you how do you corral them in? Well, the first thing that I that I like to do is is let people know that in their therapy session it's a it's a safe place, it's their place to express whatever it is that they want and need to express. And you know, this is this is their safe zone. Uh, however, there are some ground rules, and, and especially if they're a, a, a family or a husband and wife or friends, you know, who are coming in uh, for for a group session. I always let them know that there are there are rules, 
and you know we're going to be respected. Uh, we're going to respect each other. You know, I always like to use the uh, you know this this term that even in football and MMA, which is one of the most violent sports that there is, baseball or whatever, there are rules. You have a referee, and so you know you just can't uh, go and kick somebody between rounds. You know, so mm-hmm. in therapy as well. Uh, there are ground rules for respect for uh, if, if it's a group session, if it's a husband and wife, there needs to be respect. There needs to be respect for uh, myself as a therapist, and there's going to be respect for me uh, towards the client. And so we definitely need to have ground rules. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on the situation, sometimes you will let a client uh, go off, as I say, and let them you know, get what it is that they need to get out as long as they're within those rules. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes you have to let people express their anger because it could be something that they've been dealing with for uh, two years, two months, or, or 30 years. And this may mm-hmm. be the first opportunity that they've had uh, to have begin to deal with those kind of issues and, and emotions. So so that, that's kind of how I like to go about my session. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And, um, I, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, inflict some of the same things in my uh, mediation. I do give a, um, opening statement. And, uh, within that opening statement, I do give, um, ground rules and boundaries, um, for individuals. Um, I let them know that, you know, um, that they have, they are, that they do have a platform to be heard. That no one is going to, you don't have a hearing officer or a judge who's going to tell you what to do, that that's enough of talking and things like that. Because, and as you said, Reginald, it's very important because a lot of people just want to be heard. They just want to get it out and, and talk about whatever right. it is that, you know, that is, has been bothering them. You know, maybe they've shut down. Um, for a while and then, uh, you know, they're shut down for a while. And so then therefore everything else, you know, just starts, you know, piling on and, um, and, and then it becomes the reason that they have to come and see, see you. And, um, but you know, in my mediation processes, um, I do allow a person to get that, to get it out, you know, um, on both sides, the, the, uh, uh, the person who brought the, Brought the mediation and the other one who's responded to it. So they both have equal, equal time. I think that is very, very, very important, you know, because, you know, this is what encapsulates a lot of uh, mental issues when people, you know, are dumbed down and, and not able to talk about what it is that they, they need to talk about. Do you agree with that? Oh, sure. And, and anger is, is such a strong emotion that when channeled appropriately is 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 really awesome and 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 I'm gonna you know even be be touching on something physically uh in in this hour uh, regarding anger and, and, and how we should deal with that and, and even how Jesus dealt with anger. Um mm-hmm. and I pulled up the definition of anger here from B and it says anger or wrath is an intense emotional response. It is a normal emotion that involves a strong, uncomfortable, and emotional response to a perceived 
provocation. Often it indicates when one's basic boundaries are violated. Some have a learned tendency to react to anger through retaliation. Let me say that part again. Some have a learned tendency to react to anger through retaliation. Mm-hmm. Anger may be utilized effectively by setting boundaries or escaping from dangerous situations. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we were talking about before, um, you know, when I have a client that's angry and, 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 and rightly so. I, I never tell anyone, you don't have the right to feel the way you feel. You shouldn't feel like that. They, they most certainly do. We have, excuse me, we have the right to feel the way we do. And especially mm-hmm. if it's a new client, I don't know their story. I have no fault in their shoes. You know, so mm-hmm. we, I, I never tell anyone, you don't have the in a, uh, in a, a therapy session or just out in the general public. I never tell anyone, you don't have the right to feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. Because they do. They have mm-hmm. the right to feel that way. And they feel that way because of some situations that has happened to them. They didn't just all of a sudden wake up this way. So exactly. So again, you know, it, it's how we channel that anger in that session, and 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 even with with yourself, I've never sat in with, with any of um, of your mediation. Um, but I know that I'm sure once that person leaves, once that person has settled that situation, or or see a way to settle that situation. That anger, if it's not gone, it, it has been lowered. It has that person realized that hey, this is something that can be settled or will be settled, and so you know the anger, the anger lessens. You know, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now they're they're walking out with a new perspective, with a new attitude, and things like that, which mm-hmm. not only going to help them personally. It's going to help society because now they're not angry at their wife, their children, the guy who cuts them off in traffic, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is something that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, don't understand, you know, um, about how to deal with, uh, you know, how to deal with anger and, uh, you know, for themselves and or in a, a mediation process or therapy process. I'm going to uh, take be taking a break, but. Uh, when when I come back, original, uh, I want to talk about um, a, a conversation that I had when I was teaching my class um, last week uh, uh, with uh, for the city of Surprise at uh, HOA. And uh, there's a there's a lot of anger now. This is not in all HOAs, so don't go texting me and or emailing me. But a lot of HOAs do have a lot of anger issues, which you, you know which they pass on to their clients. So you're going to you're probably saying. What? What are you talking about? I'm going to explain that. We're going to take a break, stand up, stretch, and come back with me. that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, 
bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences, with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard. Give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keyes. Guys, for returning with me, um, my name is Teresa E. Keys, the host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation, and my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and we're talking about anger and what it is that we do to diffuse it, and we're just talking about anger in in, in general, and um, I think that this is a very good program, considering the fact that we have a lot of anger in our country, in our world right now and you're going to need to learn how to deal with that because it doesn't look like it's in the dis- in the dissipating numbers it looks like it's in the growing numbers okay now before we went on break Reginald, I said that I wanted to discuss um you know uh something that was discussed when I was teaching this class last week and um there were a number of questions you know from the attendees okay and one thing that was brought to my attention prior to the start of this class, Reginald, is is in the manner in how people are, are talking to one another. You know, for example, the HOAs, which there are a number of HOA board members in attendance, there are a lot of them in attendance there at the class. And the, the continued point is that HOAs, in my opinion, need some lessons for how to address individuals, regardless if they are late on their assessment or they have been reported for allowing their tree branches to grow over in their neighbor's yard, on top of their roof, whatever the case may be. They are not, uh, you know, they, they send these letters to people, and the, the, na- the letters are very nasty. It just comes right down on them. And the people that receive these letters, when they want to call them, they are not given the chance to explain themselves. Okay, and the HOAs, and this is not all of them, as I said before, but it's a it's a very good number of them who act this way. And in many cases, they talk down to these individuals and therefore they, the homeowner, shuts down. Now, do you understand what I'm saying about this approach, Reginald? Oh, sure. Sure. As as you were talking about that, I can think of um, a letter I received recently and. And I can't remember what it was or what it was about. And it was it, it was for a bill, and I had um, um, just basically forgot, you know, to, to send it because you know I'm very busy, and sometimes when you know you have that time to sit down, you want to sit down and, and rest. And this this letter talked about if you don't pay this, we will do this, we will do that. We, it was it was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Very toxic, and I thought, 
there's no reason for that. All you have to do is just say, you know, friendly reminder, kind of like what Capital wants us with me. You know, they'll send an email saying, hey, here's a friendly reminder. You know, you your payment is due, such and such. Geico does that. Uh, it's a friendly reminder. Hey, that gets too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a friendly reminder. And instead of, you know, when you send someone that, now all of a sudden the person who receives it is on the defensive. Exactly. So I got on the defensive when I received mm-hmm. this letter. I was like, wait a minute. There's no need to talk to me like this. There's, there's, there's no reason for that. And, and <laughs> I had to kiss myself like, okay, whatever. So I won't send it. All right, fine. But, you know, what can you do but, but cut me off or turn me off or whatever, you know? So, mm-hmm. so it's all in how we speak with people. And, and unfortunately, there's a vast amount of, of people and things in this country. And, and all we have to do is look at the political side and, yes. and, 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 and see the anger where, you know, Trump counts this anger where people are angry and rightly so. It's like, no. No, 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 no. All the time, you may not be need to be angry at this guy because he may not have anything to do with what you're dealing with. Exactly. But you're angry because you want to take it out on everyone else. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Okay, sorry, Bernie Sanders fans. You know, I, I, I respect Bernie and things like that. But however, I have to say this. She made all of this for these speeches. Though that, uh, well, why are you angry about that? Exactly. You know, why, why are you so angry about that? So it's all in how we it's all in how we can diffuse anger. Mm-hmm. And I find myself in my business doing that eight, nine hours, ten, twelve hours, whatever my work day is of doing that of diffusing anger uh, mm-hmm. because there's such a lot of anger out there right now, unfortunately. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, I uh, when I'm, uh, you know, walking down the street or or I'm in a store, or things like that, you know, and uh, if I catch the eye of someone, you know, I'll speak to them. Hi, how are you doing? And then, hi, how are you back? Very seldom will I get an individual who don't mm-hmm. respond back to me because, you know, you mm-hmm. never know. Some someone may have gotten up that morning and not feeling well, and they don't have the wherewithal of lessons or the tools like you and I have to deal with uh, that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And But, you know, they don't have all of the wherewithal to deal with that. So they get up and they take all of that stuff out with them and put it on the public who didn't have anything to do with why they are angry. See? So this... this um. With back to the H, back to the HOA that I was talking about, they could really uh, benefit from me teaching them a class about how to how to approach individuals, whether it's verbally or whether it's whether it's in the typed word. Communication yeah. is a very important thing, and you need to learn how to communicate with people right off the bat. They want to start invoking their, you know, well, well we're going to make you do this and make you do that. In a lot of cases, there are individuals who have fallen on hard times. Like when I right. get them in court, I do ask, you know, questions 
And they start telling me what the reason is that they fell behind. Well, did you explain this to the HOA? Well, no one. I called and I called and I called and no one would pick up the phone. I mean, why is that? You have a business. You're an HOA. You need to be available for the people that you're collecting these high assessment fees to. Okay. So, you know, don't just go collecting the fees and, and thinking that, oh, this is money for in my power, whatever it is that you're doing. You need to be available to talk with people. There are issues in the community and or maybe there's a question they have about the CCNRs or whatever the case may be. You need to you need to be uh, be, be available. But far too often where I see a uh, good number of the HOAs going is that they're in this power thing. You know, where, okay, well, we can slap a lien on your house and, and all of this instead of working with individuals and, and things like that. And when you work with individuals, as you know, because you're in the business, when you work with individuals, more often than not, you'll find them, you know, becoming softer. Their hearts will soften and they start listening and they start thinking. And that's what you want. That's what you want to do. May they cure themselves or whatever, you know, totally. The hope is, yes, they will, you know, but, you know, something has got to be done, you know, about all of this, all of this anger that that um, that that we're, we're going that we're going into, you know, it's it's, it's just yeah. too much. It's, it's just too much. I mean, it's it's the reality shows. It's it's uh, they got the program Lucifer. They got um, another program that's coming on that uh, last night. I can't think of the name of it. But this probably is, is good. It's on Fox. But it isn't um, a program like Touched by the Angels or anything. It's another program where people are, you know, dealing with a lot of mayhem and confusion. And, you know, people are being hurt. And it's just, you know, lots of blood. It's, it's, it's real crazy. I, I just think yeah. that, you know, it needs to be it needs to be changed. OK, now, having said that. As I was listening to Joyce Myers. Um, early this week. Well, I listen to her every day. Okay. And all of her teachings are great and they're very apropos for today. Now she was talking about the very subject that we are talking about today, Reginald, and that's anger. She's saying in part, and I'm paraphrasing, when this emotion, anger comes upon us, we need to deal with this straight on. And as it festers deceit and it can ruin your mental and physical health, now, do you agree with this, Reginald, what I just said? And also, from a mental point of view, what negative attacks can this have in relations for ushering cognitive issues into a person's life? Well, anger, it, it is shown as something negative, uh, psychological and physical effect on, on our body. Um, mm-hmm. Anger shuts down. You know, you're not able to think clearly when you're when you're angry. Um, uh, it has physical negative effects with our bodies, with high blood pressure, and, and you know, it lowers our immune system, which opens us up to from flu, colds, or 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 any other diseases that can come upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why Jesus, you know, talked about dealing with, with anger. So do we deal with anger the way Jesus dealt with anger when he was 
accompanied by Pontius Pilate, and Pilate asked him a few things very angrily, and Jesus was, Jesus actually didn't respond to Pilate because like, mm-hmm. I don't have to respond to you, you know, I'm not gonna let you get it to get it to my head. Mm-hmm. Um, do we respond to anger the way Cain responded to Abel, his brother, which was the first murder in the world? Do we respond negatively that way? Or do, do we respond negatively in the story of Ammon and Tamar um, in the book of Samuel, Samuel 13, the story of, of Ammon and Tamar? Do we respond negatively about that? For those of you who are not aware of, of that, I, I definitely would like you to go and, and read that again. It's Samuel 13, the story of Ammon and, Ammon and Tamar, of, of how... Um, and reacted negatively uh, to what happened to his sister Tamar. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, again, do we react the way Jesus reacts? You know, the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. There's a mm-hmm. reason why Jesus said that. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you let the sun go down on your wrath, you're not going to sleep well, you're going to wake up angry, and, you know, here we, here we go again. So to, to kind of answer answer your question, but I wanted to put, you know, some biblical things sure. there. Oh, absolutely. It have such a negative effect on us cognitively and, and physically, and, you know, to the point where physically it shuts the body down. It can, have, you know, get anxiety, depression, and all of these things. Cognitively, mm-hmm. we're not able to grow because we're dealing with that anger and that thing. And there are sometimes when people have a reason to be angry. Or a kid was hurt, uh, a wife was hurt, a husband was hurt for you know for whatever reason. So they have a right to feel that way. As I was saying earlier, I never tell a client you don't have a right to feel that way. But it's what mm-hmm. we do with that anger. How do we channel that anger? To it's exactly a, a positive versus a negative, and that's something especially now we have to do every day. I have. Every day, every day. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically, um, it's basically, um, a, a, a necessity, you know, because like for, like for example, when I have a mediation session and, um, I get, um, a party member who's angry and, uh, whether it's telephonic or whether they're sitting there before me, I immediately ask, you know, call for a break. I don't ask for, I call for a break. And, um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm telling them I'm doing caucus and I'm talking with this individual because I know this individual wants to, um, settle this thing. I know that they don't want to keep going on and on with this thing. Um, so, um, you, you talk to these people. It's a lot of work. Um, if you do it right, uh, uh, reach an amicable resolution. Um, you know, for, for people, particularly if a person is very angry and particularly if they were not allowed to speak and say what it is that they wanted, you know, to speak and what they wanted to say. I, I think that people need to say as long as it, 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 as long as it's, you know, within the boundaries of respect and other, other boundaries that I put on them, then, then, you know, you are allowed to say it. And as long as you're not taking up, you know, a whole lot of time you know, uh, with this either. Now, having uh, talked about um, people having a right to be anger, angry, 
And I want to piggyback on that because there is something that is called righteous anger. And once again, Joyce Meyer discussed that in his very talk that I'm talking about. For example, I get angry about child abuse, human trafficking, bullying, the mistreatment of our military personnel, drug dealers. Oh, no. Okay. If someone mistreats my family, you know, then it, it, you know, it gets to the point of, okay, now how do I deal with this? You know, how do I deal with this? Because we have just talked about the, the, the negative connotations that are associated with anger. And so for us in our profession, we've got to be on point all the time. So I want to start by saying that the Bible says, be angry and sin not. So let's start there. You know, first of all, it is an ungodly behavior to be angry. And I get, and I get that. So what I do is that I get with God because I'm not going to be angry for the next two, three, four. I mean, that's ridiculous. Two, three, four days. A day is, 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 is long enough to mold whatever negative activity that has creeped in, you know, in your minds, you know, and, and then get, you know, and then get rid of that. You know, you don't need to, to, to have this anger, you know, um, swirling around in you all the time because it, it, anger is a robber. It, it is not, it is not, it, it isn't anything good. But the unfortunate thing is, is that our society is following, um, too close, like we were, you were talking about, you know, the Donald Trumps of the world, the, uh, the, um, Kasich's and the, um, Cruises and even Bernie Sanders with the anger. I mean, you know, I gave Bernie Sanders a chance, but in the last two debates that he had with Hillary, the look on his face is I'm all, I'm all about a lot of things, but I'm all also all about body language. I'm a very good reader on that, whether you're in front of me or you're on the television. And he's and he's very he's looking at her with with, you know, with anger. And I'm like, oh, my God, if we close eyes, is he going to do something to her? You know, it's, it's it's ridiculous. This is a debate. OK. And if it's for you, it'll happen. But the but as the old saying goes, you catch uh, more flies with with honey than you do with vinegar. So people just need to be be nicer because it is it's. it's it will not only do you good, but it will also do society good. Now, having said that, Rich, I'm going to get ready to take another break. But um, when when I come back, um, I want to talk about um, how a lot of people have been raised up to have their backs against the wall, which also make them angry people. And you're a good person to talk to this talk with this about. Okay. Okay. So we're we're going to take this break and uh, get up and stretch, grab your coffee and tea, and come back with me. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? 
I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. Give me a call at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 0283-7270. Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me and my guest, the world's best health mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And we're discussing anger. Now, you guys uh, who listen to me frequently have often um, heard me, you know, talk about uh, giving people a platform to be heard. Well, Rachel, I find that some people um, come with their backs against the wall because they are merely trying to explain themselves in a situation in their lives, you know, prior to coming to mediation sessions, you know, that is work related, for example. Let's just say that a, a person, you know, never was given the opportunity to explain themselves as they were a child and or let's say that if they're at work and they do something wrong or they're not maybe their their work performance is not up to par and then they have to go and talk to the human resource manager or their direct supervisor you know and um maybe it's not their fault as to why their work is not up to par maybe they aren't given the right tools or assistance or training and they are afraid to say it. And then when they want to say it, um, they, you know, are, 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 are dumbed down for lack of better, better words. They're dumbed down because the, the, uh, supervisor or the, uh, human resource manager is basically already alluding to, you know, maybe, you know, we'll let you go or, or something like this, you know, so in other words, what I'm saying is, is that, it, it, you know, it's it's not only the HOAs that could benefit from some training. It's also work um, work personnel, the managers of the world, and things like that. You know, because um, you know, you you have to realize that that people, um, you know, are people, and that you never know. You haven't walked in their shoes like you were saying earlier, and you don't know what they could have what they could have gone through maybe they were ignored by their parents or their teachers you know and and so therefore when you get a lot of people in a mediation and or therapy session then you know you you know you know they, they their anger comes out and then as i said i call a caucus and and i talk to them and sometimes uh, my caucus will last longer than the other party would like for it to be but you know, the end result is that you don't have to deal with the situation anymore because we've come to a settlement. And I'm going to ask, you know, them, you know, like, why are you so angry? Because if they haven't said all of what they needed to say in the beginning of their talk, maybe they'll say it to me in private. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying, Reginald? So I just think that, you know, that it's mean, you know, that it's a mean spirited behavior. And then, you know, plus if a lawyer is, is, um, uh, uh, you know, they're on, you know, on for the other side of whatever. A lot of people, they're they're afraid to say something too. And I always do my best 
to let them know that this is not a court. Nobody's going to be doing any decisions for you. These decisions are going to be encapsulated between the bantering and, and the and the negotiation and everything that, you know, that's formulated here. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the situation um, that that person is in. Um, and that will kind of generate the type of anger that he or she has. So mm-hmm. it could be aggressive anger, it could be chronic anger, constructive mm-hmm. anger, deliberate anger, judgmental anger, overwhelming anger, paranoid anger, passive anger, retaliatory anger, self-inflicted anger. So it depends on the situation that the person is in. It, you know, you talk about uh, with, uh, say, at a, on a job situation where a, a person is being stressed out because uh, their boss is being a jerk to them, being unprofessional to them, and, and heaven knows I've been in that situation before. Um, it depends on what you're dealing with, how you, um, you know, what type of anger you, you express. And by pushing someone up against the wall, you're not going to get any positive results because no one likes to be pushed into have their back pushed against the wall of being mm-hmm. threatened. If you don't do this, you're going to get fired. If you don't do this, I'm going to write you up. If you don't, you know. and this is mm-hmm. why when I was a supervisor in two situations, and especially at the last uh, position, I was uh, I had fired for coming here to Arizona. Um, I always gave people a voice. Always gave them a voice of, of, of what it is that not only I would like to see you do, but what what do you want to do as well? And also, mm-hmm. how can I be a better supervisor? Uh, I, I ask people, my clients, how is there anything else you want and need from me? Because it's not just a one way uh, street here. When you come in to see me, this is a this is a relationship, and we're like. Any relationship, there's a there's a give and take, and so it, it's not always that you know I'm the person who's giving you all of these directions. You know, what is it more that you can give? What is it more that I can give to you? Mm-hmm. And one reason why I love my doctor, Dr. Chen in Chicago, that I had. So I know you hear me talk about Dr. Chen and, and Dr. Chang, who's my my dentist. So I just really love Dr. Chen because he was. Had such a good bedside manner. Plus, he laughed at all my jokes, which are good anyway. Because they were there, they're good. Uh, yeah. So, okay, but go ahead. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and he, he was always, you know, what is it more that, that you want from me, Brad? What is it more that I can do for you? you know, he knows I have the white coat system. So he knows when mm-hmm. I go in, my blood pressure is going to be up, you know. And then as we're talking, he just, you know, gave off, he said, okay, it's lower now, you know. So so it's all in how we react to people's anger, uh, anxiety, and or uh-huh. depression, because anger results in depression and anxiety as well. Exactly. And, you know, that's that's very interesting that you said that, because I know that I have talked about um, this on, on, you know, my shows before, but, but Reginald, very often people who are in a position such as a supervisor, manager, um, whatever, they don't look at themselves as they can better themselves. They're in the position. So they think that I've arrived 
Okay, so yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not going to ask you what it is that I can do to, you know, to help you. Am I doing everything that I need to do? What, you know, they're not going to ask that because then they feel for some reason that they are lowering themselves, but they're not. Mm-hmm. In actuality, you know, your, your mind and your spirit is being elevated because you are opening up yourself to learning. You're opening up yourself to be on the continuum of betterment. You know, and I think that that's, you know, that that's a wonderful thing, you know, and having said that, that kind of segues into me wanting to talk about, you know, speaking to people, you know, in a respectful manner. That's the other thing, you know, in my in my class, a lady asked me, how do I force people? And I said this again, how do I force people to do what they should do in the mediation process? Like, you know, if you're not a lawyer. You know, how do you force them? Well, I said to her that the mediation agreements are abided by more than a court order. And I'll say that again. Mediation agreements are abided by more than a court order because the individuals who are a part of this agreement are felt empowered. Okay. As they were devising the plans to resolve their issues. You see, when I'm saying this, is Reginald, you know, let's do our best to work with people first in situations. And should they not want to or should they falter on the mediation agreement, then you most certainly can take the avenue of hiring a lawyer or you yourself can sue them in court. OK, so but let's be realistic too, uh listeners. There is going to be a certain amount of individuals who are just not going to do the right thing. Okay? I mean, really, come on. That is just a given. We know that. I'm not going to do the right thing. Okay? Also, but here, but here's the thing. People want to be spoken to in a respectful manner. You know, when I talk to people, when I initiate my mediation, you know, I definitely invoke the softer side. Okay, of Sears, let's say. I always say that. Because you because you want to calm people down. A lot of them have never been in the mediation process. A lot of them don't even know how the process works. So this is why you yourself, this is what I do. I take the time. Okay? I take the time. This is why I don't mediate for the justice court system anymore because there's no way you're going to come to a resolution in a half hour, 45 minutes. I mean, really, come on, you know. So if something is going against what my principles, then I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to say, OK, look, we got a half hour. OK, so tell me what it is. Da, 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 da. I mean, what what is that? You know, I want people to be relaxed. And in this way, I can hear everything that needs to be heard. I can help them guide them through a, a process. They're saying what they want to say. The other party is hearing them the, and vice versa. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing. You know, you want to be respected. And I tell mm-hmm. them that this is, this is a respectable session. This is not where you mm-hmm. will be talking over one another. You know, uh, the individual mm-hmm. will have a chance to say what they want to say. We will enter into a bantering session, but that too is going to be a respectable session. It isn't going to be where it's going to be. I'm talking right now. Well, shut up. No, we're not doing that. Okay. Because it has proven as you look through the world, 
uh, of everything that's going on, all of the craziness that's going on, it, it's, it's not working. Okay. It's just not working. So, um, and, and also I want to uh, piggyback. I want you to comment on what I just said, but also I, I, I had a comment, um, about, uh, earlier when, you know, we were, you know, we were talking about something else, but go ahead. I want you to comment on what I just said, and then I'll get back to this other thing. I, you know, I, I always tell people when, when they kind of come at me, you know, disrespectful or, or a, a toxic manner that, uh, listen, I wasn't put on this earth to be disrespected and, and talked down to. And, and I'm just mm-hmm. not going to, I'm just not going to tolerate that. I don't, I don't have to tolerate that from you, and, and I'm not going to tolerate that from you. And if we mm-hmm. can't talk in a respectful manner, then ugh, I guess we can't talk at all, or there's just other ways that we that we have to go about solving whatever situation or or, or issue there there is. Um, mm-hmm. People get upset with bill collectors because of, look at the way they talk. They, they'll call someone and they're angry and they're shouting and they're you know, telling them, if you don't do this, we're, we're going to, you know, you don't know the person's story, first of all. I always say that. If you don't know their story, get to talk to them, get to see what it is that they're dealing with. I think the majority of people want to do the right thing. They want to pay their bills, they, you know, but you don't know. You, you don't know what's happening, you know. So simply yeah. talking to that person and getting their story and saying, mm-hmm. okay, so so how can how can I help you to to resolve this? Can we make you know a small payment today and then in two weeks make another payment? You know things like that. Communication mm-hmm. is just a communication. Thing. And when there's yes, anger, it is. There 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 is no communication. communication. I just want to quickly there's- use the. Use the example about um, renewing the okay, relationship. Okay, I, I got about a half minute. Go ahead. Okay, just the relationship of, of, of uh, renewing relationships with the country of, of Cuba. Um, mm-hmm. 50-something years because of the anger and things, people weren't, you know, these two countries didn't communicate. We still have politicians who are screaming and yelling that we still shouldn't talk talk to them. What is not talking done in the last 50 years? That's the only thing I want to say. What What, what is done... Not talking for the last fifty years. Nothing. People not were one not thing. able to and, communicate yeah, with, with, yeah, with and families, it, it, you know, yeah. things like that. So now with communication that's gonna open up relationships, not only with the two countries, but people in general, where people will be able to go and see family members, trades and things like that, and it's gonna make life better for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna have to Stop you right there, Reginald, and um, because you know it's time that I um, I got to wind down, and I I want to say a couple of things. I want to say that uh, once again, go to my website www.tekmediations.com. I want you guys to have a fabulous day. Thank you, Reginald, for once again being the absolute great guest. A very informative guest. I hope that uh, my listeners enjoyed it and I hope that they learned something uh, from it as well, because that is definitely my most uh, prominent thing about this show is to teach people and to educate people and hopefully that they'll do better with their lives. My name is Teresa E. Keys. Be kind to yourself and others, and I'll be talking to you in two weeks. Take care. Mm-hmm.